your it's your girl april oil and you are tuned into true crime and cheese man let's get it hello and welcome back <laughs> welcome to another episode of true crime and cheese man it's me april oil and i'm sorry i missed last week i had a few technical difficulties while out in miami so yeah i apologize but we back and yeah we're gonna keep it going with serial killer summer and so this next one this next one's weird because I it left me feeling like a little like unanswered questions almost like there was no I don't know like I just didn't really feel like where was the breaking point what happened like what uh yeah I mean I don't know you'll be the judge of that but we're gonna start off with the murder of Gianni Versace and Andrew Cunanan um I'm I'm doing this because I just got back from Miami, so I figure why not? Like, why not? And because I want to. Hello. I couldn't really find like any type of audio when it comes to Andrew Cunanan, so that's why there won't be an audio of this one. But you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're just gonna keep on keeping on. So if you don't know who Gianni Versace is, first of all, what what is happening in your life? Okay. Um he was an Italian fashion designer and he's the founder of Versace and that is an international fashion house that they make um accessories, fragrances, makeup, home furnishings and obviously clothes. Um so at around 8:45 a.m. on July 15th, 1997, um Gianni Versace he was 50 years old at the time he went to the news cafe um where he picked up some magazines so usually Gianni would have an assistant walk from his home to the news cafe to get the magazines but on this occasion he decided to go himself which is so crazy um he had returned and was walking up the steps of his Miami Beach mansion when a man dressed in a gray t-shirt, black shorts, and a white hat carrying a backpack shot him in the head at point-blank range with a 40 caliber Taurus PT-1000. I'm assuming that's like a handgun. I don't know. I'm not a gun person, guys. Um, <laughs> he was shot once in the back of the head and once in the left cheek on the steps of Casa Casuarina, his mansion in Miami Beach. And, um... If you go, it's, like, in the middle of everything. So, we passed by it, and I was like, wow, like, if you don't know where it is exactly, it looks just like a regular, like, house. Or regular, like, I don't even know, on the outside. It just has, like, the little um, Medusa emblems on it. I, I'm pretty sure that's Medusa, but it has, like, the little emblems on the front. And But it, other than that, it looks like just a regular old place. But apparently... Everybody knew that he lived there. Like, everybody knew. And nobody, like, really bothered him or, you know, they were just like, oh, like, that's Versace's house. Whatever type shit. So, anyway. So, boom. He's he shot right there on the steps of his house. 
A witness pursued the gunman, but was able, to, unable anyway, to catch him as he fled into a nearby parking garage. Uh, Versace was pronounced dead at Jackson Memorial Hospital at 9.21 a.m. So when police arrived on the scene, they found a stolen vehicle in a nearby parking garage. It contained some clothes and clippings of newspaper reports about a series of murders from the past two months. So they're like, whoever this guy is, either A, he's a fucking weirdo, or B, he's these are like his trophies of the murders he committed prior hand. So now let's get into the murderer. Um, his name is Andrew Kunanen. I'm, I think I'm saying that right. Um, <laughs> so Andrew Philip Kunanen was born August 31st, 1969 in National City, California to Modesto Pete Kunanen and Marianne Shalasi. Um, so his dad, Andrew Kunanen anyway, his dad was serving in the U.S. Navy in the Vietnam War at the time of Andrew's birth and after leaving the Navy where he had served as a petty uh, petty officer uh, he worked as a stockbroker um, so when Andrew was younger he lived with his family in National City and attended Bonita Vista Middle School in 1981 his father enrolled him in the Bishop School which was an independent day school located in an the affluent La Jolla neighborhood of San Diego there, Andrew met his lifelong best friend, Elizabeth Liz Cote. At school, he was remembered as being bright and very talkative and testing with an IQ of 147, which is crazy. Uh, so as a teenager, Andrew developed a reputation as a prolific liar, given to tell uh, tall tales about his family and personal life. Um, so he was good at changing his appearance according to what he felt most was attractive um at a given moment so you can kind of look at him as like a chameleon he basically you know i guess changed his appearance his attitude his look based on the situation or the environment that he was in and he had already identified as gay in high school where he had began having like liaisons with wealthy older men um, and this is so sad so he was voted least likely to be forgotten which is fucked up it's very fucked up. Like, who even votes that? Like, what dickhead really was like, yeah, we're gonna make this a, a fucking category? <sighs> I don't know. But, anywho. So, after he graduated high school in 1987, Andrew enrolled at the University of California in San Diego, where he majored in American history. So, in 1988, when um, Andrew was 19, his father left his family yes he did and moved to the philippines to evade arrest for um embezzlement uh so that same year andrew had began frequenting local gay clubs and restaurants and his mother who was very religious learned about his sexual orientation and then during a, an argument andrew threw his mother against the wall dislocating her shoulder and um Later examination of his behavior showed that he may have suffered from antisocial personality disorder, um, which is characterized by a lack of remorse and empathy. So he was already showing signs of, like, somebody who is maybe not the best person. Like, it, it's just weird. And it, I think it's so funny that, like, some of these people, these killers, they show... Not that they show signs early on, because I think anybody can be... Um, they can ha you can have antisocial 
personality disorder and not be a serial killer i'm not saying everybody does but you know i feel like some of these people they show like red flags and it's kind of like oh you're a little fucking weird and <laughs> nobody says anything anywho so in 1989 andrew dropped out of college and he settled in the castro district of san francisco which is basically like the center of gay culture and he moved in with liz and her boyfriend phil merrill so in um san francisco he continued practicing um the whole befriending wealthy older men and he also reportedly allegedly uh began creating uh violent pornography um so he also socialized in the hillcrest and la jola neighborhoods of san diego as well as in scottsdale arizona um it's also believed that he was dealing drugs including prescription opioids cocaine and marijuana um he used a bunch of different aliases, which included Andrew De Silva, Lieutenant Commander Andy Cummings, which ayo, um, <laughs> Drew Cunningham, and Kurt Matthew Damaris. Um, allegedly, because there's a lot of debate on this this next thing. Um, allegedly, he first met Gianni Versace in San Francisco in October 1990 when Versace was in town to be fitted for the costumes he had designed for the San Francisco opera production of Richard Strauss's opera Capriccio. So Versace's family has always denied that the two men ever met. Um, In December 1995, Andrew met a man named David Madsen, who was a Minneapolis architect in a San Francisco bar. So they began a long-distance relationship shortly after, but David ended the relationship in the spring of 1996 telling um, his friends that he said something shady about Andrew. Andrew told friends that um, David was the love of his life. So it was very like, um, they weren't on the same page. Like, they were not. So, in September of 1996, Andrew broke up with a man named Norman Blackford, which was a wealthy older man who had been hosting and financially supporting him. Um, He soon maxed out his credit cards. And Andrew's close friend, Jeffrey Jeff Trail, a former Navy officer working as a district manager for a propane delivery company in Minneapolis, had told his former roommate, Michael Williams, that Andrew had resumed selling drugs. And Andrew was known to regularly consume the drugs that he's selling, especially methamphetamine. So first of all, uh, rule number one for selling drugs, don't get high on your own supply. Clearly, Andrew did not learn that lesson or nobody told him that lesson. Like, so during orientation, nobody ever told you, like, don't use your own drugs that you're selling. Like, oh, yo. Um, anywho, so by April 1997, uh, some friends have reported that Andrew was abusing painkillers and was drinking alcohol, quote, like there was no tomorrow. So after, um, you know, friends started noticing this behavior, maybe like a month after, Andrew had told his friends he was leaving San Diego for Minneapolis to, quote, take care of some business matters with um, his old friend, Jeff Trail, um, who had recently distanced himself from Andrew. I guess so... You know, people don't want to be around that shit all day. So it's like, and, you know, before Andrew went over there, Jeff told his sister he didn't want Andrew to come. And then a week before um, Jeff's death, sorry, spoiler alert, he dies. 
um, he, he told um, his roommate that he had a huge falling out with Andrew and said, quote, I've made a lot of enemies this weekend. I've got to get out of here. They're going to kill me. So on April 27th, 1997, um, he shows up at Jeffrey's apartment and they get into a huge argument. Um, and in that argument, Andrew stole Jeffrey's gun and goes to David Madsen's apartment. So if you remember a few minutes ago, David Madsen is the guy that, um, Andrew was in a long distance relationship with. So he... Yo, he is just like, I, um, anywho, so Andrew had called Jeffrey from David's apartment to come and get his guns. He's like, yeah, motherfucker, come get your shit. <laughs> so when Jeffrey got to the house on site, Andrew beat him to death with a hammer in front of David, um, uh, April 29th, two days later, um, one of David's co-workers was concerned because he had been missing from work for the past two days, went to his apartment to check on him, and they discovered Jeffrey's body rolled in a rug and placed behind a sofa. His watch was stopped at 9.55, so that was believed by police to be the time of the killing. Um, so at this point, David and... Um, Andrew are nowhere to be found. But they believe that David was in the apartment with Andrew two days after the murder um, because one neighbor had witnessed both of the men in the elevator on April 28th and then another neighbor witnessed them walking David's dog on April 29th. So they have like a bit of an alibi, a bit of a timeline, but after the 29th, nobody had seen them. So they were initially treating David as a suspect in Jeffrey's murder but David's family was like no he's being held hostage like he would never kill anybody Andrew is the fucking crazy one and he's the one that's holding David hostage so a couple days later on May 2nd um David and Andrew were seen north of Minneapolis driving J um David's jeep and eating lunch together in a bar. So, you know, at first glance, it's kind of like you're not thinking that anything's wrong. Mind you, Andrew just killed a whole man like a week ago. Um, but yeah. And then the next morning, David's body was found on the east shore of Rush Lake near Rush City. Rush. Rush ooh. Tongue twister. Rush City, <laughs> Minnesota. He had, um... This is just sad. He had gunshot wounds to the head and back from a 40 caliber Taurus PT-100 semi-automatic automatic pistol that Andrew had taken from Jeffrey's house. So two days after that, May 4th, Andrew drove to Chicago and killed 72-year-old Lee Miglin. Um, and he was a prominent real estate developer. So he bound his hands and feet and wrapped his head with duct tape and then stabbed him more than 20 times with a, screw, a screwdriver, um, slit his throat with a hacksaw, and stole his car. So if if the fucking stabbing wasn't enough, right, you just... I hate... Th like, shit like this just is, like, ridiculous. So 
Lee's family um, maintains the fact that the killing was random, but former FBI agent Greg McCreary argues that it's unlikely that Andrew would have bound and tortured Lee without some type of motive. Um, so investigators noted Lee's 1994 green Lexus LS sedan was missing from his garage and um, found David's red Jeep parked on the street near Lee's house. So obviously it's Andrew. Um, Lee's Lexus was equipped with a car phone, which, according to Ameritech Cellular Records, was activated on May 4th in Union County, Pennsylvania. So that's how they began monitoring um, the phone's activity and found that it was also activated May 8th in Philadelphia and on May 9th near Penns Grove and Carney's Point Township, New Jersey. So he was just driving upwards, I guess. I, he was doing weird shit. So then on May 9th, in Pennsville Township, New Jersey, at Finns Point National Cemetery, Andrew shot and killed 45-year-old caretaker William Rees. So later that day, when William didn't return home for dinner, his wife went to the cemetery to check on him and found his, his office door open with the radio playing. So then she called the police, who found William, shot in the head by the same Taurus pistol Andrew used to murder David. But... Unlike Andrew's other victims, whom he killed for seemingly personal reasons, police believe that Andrew murdered um, William just for his 1995 red Chevrolet pickup truck. And he used that truck to drive to Florida. So why you wouldn't just steal the fucking truck instead of killing him, we don't know. But that one seemed to be random. Um... On May 12th, Andrew began staying at the Normandy Plaza Hotel on Miami Beach, where he paid $20 per night in cash. I wish, I fucking wish, that hotels were that cheap nowadays. Shit's just like 200 and some dollars a night, plus resort fees. So $29 per night in cash is amazing. Um, on June 12th, he was listed as um, FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives. Um... So while the manhunt had unsuccessfully focused on the stolen truck that he that Andrew had took from William, um, the killer basically hid in plain sight for two months. He used his own name, Andrew anyway, used his own name to pawn a stolen item on July 7th, despite knowing that police routinely reviewed pawn shop records. On July 14th, he seemed to have run out of money, and so he checked out of the hotel without paying for his last night there. And then um, July 15th, around 8.45 a.m., that's when he murdered um, Gianni Versace. So, um, you know, people, authorities, FBI, everybody had been looking for him because, you know, first of all, not only did he just do this whole massive spree along the motherfucking, like, whole, what is that, East, East Coast or whatever, you killed a famous um fashion designer like what is wrong with you so then on july 23rd 1997 andrew's body was found in a luxury houseboat in miami beach after a caretaker reported hearing uh, a gunshot so he shot himself in the head with the taurus pistol that he stole from jeff and it was the same weapon that he used to kill all of his victims um his crew cremated remains are at a mausoleum in holy cross cemetery in san diego 
So his motivation remains unknown. So at the time of the murders, there was a lot of speculation that um, the reason why he committed these crimes was because he found out that he was HIV positive, but an autopsy revealed that he was actually HIV negative. Um, Police searched the houseboat where they found his body at. Um, He didn't leave a suicide note. He didn't have many belongings. Um, And they just noticed that, or noted anyway, that Andrew's reputation for getting money and expensive possessions from wealthy older men seemed to be like his track record. Um, Other than that, they didn't really find like a lot of things to point them in any type of direction or seem to be important. The only thing they found was a lot of um, tubes of hydrocortisone cream and like, what the fuck? And a fairly extension collection. Um, ex- uh, what is this guy? C.S. Lewis. Um, so, Andrew was obsessed with Versace, okay? And he often talked about how he has such a close friendship with him. Although, again, that kind of spoke to his delusions. And, like, according to, like, his friends and family and whatnot, um, he often bragged about knowing and meeting celebrities, which, to be honest, who really knows whether it's true or not? We're just assuming that it's not true. Um... FBI agents, though, believe that Gianni Versace and Andrew had previously met in San Francisco, although the nature of their relationship, we still don't know. Um, So in 2008, a person by the name of Maureen Orth um, published an article stating that Andrew and Versace had met briefly at a San Francisco nightclub in 1990. Um, and that's also based off of eyewitness claims and that they definitely would have interacted on further occasions because they were both involved in sex for hire circles in Miami and San Francisco. But Versace's family has always denied that the two ever met. Um, police said that they don't know why Versace was killed. Um, Miami Beach Police Chief Richard Barreto said, I don't know that we are ever going to know the answers. Um... And that is the story of Andrew Cunanan and the murder of Gianni Versace. And I didn't really talk about Gianni Versace too much because I didn't want to make it solely about him because there are there were other victims in this whole story. Um, it's just that Versace is the most famous one. So his story, not that it's any less important, but his story is not the only story in here and so but his his murder kind of opened up people's eyes to um who killed these other guys because I'm pretty sure that they would have never guessed I mean they probably would have like along the lot like uh, down the line but as far as like William Reese and Lee Miglin you know who was gonna know that this random ass dude fucking murdered them like yes um david and jeffrey okay because they were friends and all of their friends knew that andrew was a fucking psycho but you know it is just crazy i don't know it's crazy how it works but yeah that is the story i did that because like i said earlier i went to miami miami was cool and so i saw the mansion i i and i watched the show so they have a show 
I think it's still on Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's called The Assassination of Gianni Versace. It's like in that same brand or franchise that made the whole OJ thing. Um, yeah, so I watched the show. It was pretty good. You can kind of tell like the character anyway or like the plot of the story was very interesting like it spoke a lot to it spoke a lot to andrew's behavior and and like the moments leading up to the assassination of uh gianni versace and it was just interesting like it was so interesting to see how the whole thing played out and even still like the reason why i said like this story just left me with like so many unanswered questions because I'm like what how like it it seemed random like I don't know what like what happened like what happened I don't I don't know I'm confused guys <laughs> um let me know your thoughts um let me know yeah let me know your thoughts because I'm like I'm not confused but I'm I want to know why, like, um, yeah, don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, um, the next one's gonna be good, it's gonna be real good, it's in my top five, it's in my top five, and I think you guys are gonna appreciate that one, I don't know, we'll see, I don't know, I'll talk to you guys later, bye! Thank you.